Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calgary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness! Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Believe in the Zags. Rob is parenting. Classic stuff. Bonus episode for you. Uh, but don't worry, I'm not going to be alone. I am joined by Jordan Kasky. If you don't know who he is, uh, if you've seen one episode of the Mark Few show, you've seen his work. If you have if you own the DVD Decade of Excellence, you own his work. He is uh, probably the best uh, storyteller through video in Spokane, maybe even uh, in the region. He's got a ton of Emmys. So I'm going to have to ask him how many Emmys he has. He's It's it's more than 15. It could be in the 20s. So we're going to chat with him. The reason I'm bringing him on is because of that uh, video he shot of Suggs toss, casually tossing a 75-foot bounce pass into Dominic Harris's hands that, you know, fortunately for Dominic, he was fouled. Anyway, I called it the greatest uh, Gonzaga offensive play that didn't end in a bucket. We're going to have Jordan on to talk about the top five Zag moments he's ever captured on video. Uh, Before we get there, guys, we need to have a serious talk. It's time you clean yourself up down there. Now, I last episode, I said every guy that listens to this, every guy, period, who has seen or heard a Manscaped ad has probably thought to themselves, I should give it a try, but for one reason or or another, they just don't do it. They don't pull the trigger. Guys, 
Now is the time. 20% off anything you buy. You got to do it quick. I think it's only uh, around for the next 10 days or so. Promo code ZAGS, Z-A-G-S, the lawnmower 3.0. If you already have a lawnmower or you already have, you know, the razor clipper situation deal down there, they've got plenty of other stuff. Uh, ball deodorant. They've got nose hair trimmers. They've got all kinds of, they've got a mat that you could put down at your feet when you're doing your shaving business. It's good stuff. Uh, to prove my point, I'm not going to say who it was, but it's a friend of the program, uh, reached out to me cause he saw that we were sponsored by Manscaped. Again, I don't want to say who he is, but he is the, he may or may not be the public address announcer for Gonzaga basketball and his name may or may not be Kevin James. Anyway, he said, I've always been interested in this. Can you send me a before and after picture? So I obliged. And I think Kevin James is going to get himself a manscape. So the next time you see Kevin James, compliment him. Be like, I see something different. Did you change something? Haircut? Huh? Manscaped.com, promo code ZAGS, Z-A-G-S. Seattleshirt.com. Hey, listen, if you think 20% is a good deal at uh, Manscaped. How about 50% off all Seahawks merch right now? Promo code believe at seattleshirts.com. Again, generally, uh, I don't endorse the Seahawks. I'm not a big Seahawks guy. I acknowledge their greatness. If you are a fan and you don't have any gear or you haven't bought any gear in the last three, four years, are you really a fan? Are you? Ask yourself that. 50% off all Seahawks merch. Promo code believe, uh, seattleshirt.com. They've been really good to us. Please be good to them. And then finally, before we get to, to betonline.ag, I want to talk a little bit about the game last night, the BYU game. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this extensively when Rob's on next week. But Zags beat BYU 86-69. Solid result, right? Sure. Uh, Suggs had 16, five and five, four steals for, for Jalen. Corey had 23, three and two. Timmy and Nemhart each had 12. But again, Zags beat BYU by 17 at home. They're 11 and 0. Great. Most of you listening to this, I'm guessing, already know that the spread was 17. And generally, the rule of thumb goes with gambling. A push is a win. And I, for the most part, subscribe to that theory. I've had some pushes that absolutely should have been losses, and a lot of times they definitely feel like wins. This one felt like a loss. Three minutes and 52 seconds to go, the 352 mark of the second half. Jalen Suggs has that dunk off of two feet with two hands that Timmy just, you know, handed to him. You know, you know the play I'm talking about. That made the score 83-55 Gonzaga. So the Zags were up 28 points. At the 3.52 mark. Do the math. I'll do it for you. I know it's hard. They were outscored 14-3 to the last four minutes of the basketball game. Team total was 89.5. They were sitting at uh, 83 points for the better part of four minutes. So they could not hit the team total over. Zags are now 6-4-1 against the spread. Which isn't too terrible considering the fact that they've had a couple 28-29 point spreaders. I think both of those uh, Northwest State games were were just a a hair under 30. And, uh, you know, the West Virginia game, we were lucky to win based on Jalen going down, missing half the game. And we were, you know, we were slipping all over the court on our own tiers. Uh, 6-4-1, 
not a bad record against the spread. It could be a lot better. Last night should have been a win. If you bet Zags minus 17, that's brutal. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go because the Zags will 100% cover next time. Don't take me literally. I'm just talking about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Team total overs, like I said. You can find player props, obviously spreads. If you want to bet Drake basketball, how about this? Drake basketball? Where are they? Where are they? They're one of like seven undefeated teams. Grand Canyon, 6-0. Lafayette is uh, 2-0. Again, this is against the spread. Drake is 11-0 against the spread. So check them out. BetOnline.ag. Uh, sign in. Promo code BELIEVE where you can put in a uh, promo code. But I think if you don't have an account, they're going to toss you some cash anyway, some credit. So why not do it? If you're tired of hearing everyone else talk about gambling and you want to get what, get rich quick, get into it. It's good stuff. Okay, Jordan Kasky. From the corner! All right, on this show, we've been lucky enough to have uh, some of the biggest names in Zag Media. Tom Hudson, Greg Heister, Dennis Patchen, Adam Morrison, even Big Sexy. Uh, a guy who's been on the Zag Media scene for well over a decade. Is that right, Jordan? Well over a decade. Yeah, 2009-10 is when I started getting into it bigger, but I'd, sh- I'd shot in the old kennel, Blake Step days and stuff. But Sure, sure. He's Jordan Kasky, videographer, uh, currently works for KHQ, SWX. Actually, you've been at KHQ forever, haven't you? 17 years, but I, I just left, actually, and started my own company, but I work for them for the Mark Few Show. So. There you go. Uh, and before we get into it, I, I just have to say this. Uh, I'm not being hyperbolic. I, as far as media goes, it's, it's no surprise to anyone involved in media. Jordan is as good as his job, um, as anybody in the market, maybe anybody in the region, definitely anybody in the McCarthy athletic center. You have how many Emmys? 20, 20 Emmys. How many times have you been nominated? I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm not like trying to be that guy, but I probably 30 plus 35. I don't know. Oh, so your win rates, your win rates, win rate is pretty good, huh? Yeah, it was decent, but, um, I I mean, it could be more. I'm not trying to be that guy either. (laughs) Jordan, this is Uh, why, this is why, this is why I love the people behind the camera so much more than the people on the camera, because you guys are way more humble than we are. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Anyway, Jordan, before we get into it, uh, you're on because you captured God, what I call the greatest Gonzaga offensive play that didn't result in a made field goal. I tried to think of one maybe that would surpass that, but I don't, I guess we usually, the camera just goes straight to the ground after they miss a bucket. So exactly. Save those. Exactly. So we'll get into that in a second. Uh, that phenomenal Jalen Suggs pass, which I think has close to 2 million views or something like that last checked. Uh, but before we do that, Jordan, tell, tell the people how you got into this, 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 this mad business. Uh, I went to the university of Montana after junior college and literally I remember them going, okay, you have to pick a major. And I'm going, Oh God, like I haven't even thought about it. And I'm, and so I went down, I saw radio television. I thought that looked like fun <laughs> and learned it was a competitive, um, one of the most competitive, uh, journalism programs in America. And so I learned so much from my teachers and from everyone else, but it wasn't about sports then, but my first shoot, I gotta bring this up. My first 
shoot was I was doing a story on the gun or the Montana cheerleading team, right? It was my first thing, three quarter inch gear. You guys. Nice, bro. Nice. And the game that I shot was against Gonzaga and the old Adams field house. I think it's Adams field house in Missoula. And so watch Casey Calvary go nuts on them. And so it was a few second years coach. So anyways, fun story. I can't imagine Gonzaga basketball going to play in Missoula today. No, back then, (laughs) didn't they? Fuse first year, I think they did a dump. They played them. It's the only team I think they played twice in a season that wasn't in conference or like in a tournament. So they played, they scheduled Montana twice that year, home and home. Get out of here when, when travel was, uh, was a financial issue for the Gonzaga oh, Bulldogs, no doubt. Uh, so you have been joined at the hip for the most part your entire career in Spokane uh, with, the great, with the great Greg Heister. Yep. And if you're listening to this and you're older than 30, more than likely you own a DVD of the decade of excellence. I'm sure I have a DVD copy somewhere. It honestly might be like in a CD case in like the visor of my mom's Volvo right now. There you go. Next to like Eric. Yeah. 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 Tell us <laughs> well, who's, whose brainchild was that and how many hours total did you pour into Decade of Excellence? It's funny. That was, a, well, it was an IMG thing when IMG took over. That was like, I think the first year or second year IMG kind of took over at Gonzaga. And so Chris Castle, who was kind of the head of it, um, wanted to do it. And I just, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a big Zags fan, but like I shot all the sports and I shot a lot of sports in Spokane. I wasn't a huge Zags fan, but then Heister obviously was tasked with doing it because that's what he does. I don't know if you follow him for other things other than Gonzaga basketball, but he's an amazing storyteller. Um, always has been, does a lot of documentaries. Um, and I had worked with him on a documentary on Father Spitzer, actually. I edited that for him. So I was used to the long form format. So KHQ obviously I worked there. And so that was my put into my lap. And so it was all Greg. I mean, Greg was the one doing all the interviews, everything else, but you think of how many hours of, of interviews we did and then putting it together. It was funny because I mean, it was like, we had like a month and a half, I think to put the whole thing together and it ran almost two hours, I think. And so it it was like a feature film. Yeah. And you think, I mean, you're covering what, 10 seasons, I think it was, I mean, decade, but I don't know if it's 10 or 11 seasons officially, but you got to tell that whole, I mean, the whole 99 run could take up two hours itself. So, I mean, it was a, it was a process. It was more of a process trying to find all the video going through all the pictures. So I'd set up a makeshift studio in my house and just set up pictures and shoot the pictures. Um, and the picture quality wasn't as good in 99 to 2000 as it was is now. So yeah, it was quite the task, but I do remember finishing it. We had a deadline and I forget what the day was, but um, Heister was actually up fishing with few in Alaska. And I think it was Alaska. And then they came back and I had just finished it. I did a 24 hour straight shift and got it to the point. He showed up in the morning, he watched it all. And then they had the powers that be like, um, at Gonzaga, watch it in a sure, right. final cut kind of deal. Yeah. And then I, we got to print it to DVD and I just remember like sleeping in the office while it was 
getting approved but yeah it was a fun project and that kind of made me a fan and then you know seeing hearing all those guys talk when are we getting the sequel exactly (laughs) (laughs) we've talked about we really want to do it i mean there's there's so many projects i started doing a project and it covid kind of screwed it up but i want to and i've done interviews for it already just off to the side i don't know heister get involved or whoever but on the 0506 season just Mo's year but not just about adam but how crazy that year was mm-hmm. you know you think of all those games and just like i mean so many moments from that year and that's i really want to do that too um but it's hard to tell that story without you know cell phone footage of adam getting harassed by fans and stuff but anyways but yeah we want to do it we want to do a sequel you touched on it a little bit uh the the heister few bromance is as lovely as it is mysterious how would you describe it uh i i mean i just think they're they're buddies like it's not i don't think they talk hoops um i i don't know i can't speak for them like i'm around them a lot together and um it's not all hoop stock and that's kind of the cool thing i think that's why it works it's not you know i just think it's their love for fishing and um love for the outdoors and they do those kind of things together, but they're not attached to the hip. They're not, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's not an inside baseball kind of thing for them. They, they kind of separate the two, you know, um, but Greg's a play-by-play guy when he's doing play-by-play and they're not buddies then. And, <laughs> um, cause Mark's love for the media, you know that. Yeah, no, I, I do respect that line. And I think, for them to be friends, there's absolutely no way that they can talk basketball yeah. because of what you just said. Like they're like the journalist and Greg would come out, he'd ask a question and, and the coach and few would come on and he'd put, he'd put the wall up and that's yeah. just how it goes. Uh, you touched on it. It's no secret that uh, few is a little prickly with the media. How has he, how has he kind of transformed in your eyes? Cause obviously <clears throat> after the game, for those of you who don't know, few goes uh, right around the corner and there's a line of six or seven local media people and we all have our cameras and our lights and you know we're talking we're bsing and then he comes in and we're all quiet and we're silent and then one person has a question and then everyone's like nervous to ask a question they don't want to be like belittled etc cetera, etc cetera. um and for the most part you know if you ask a question if you ask it precise and and give him room to answer he's gonna he's gonna answer your question if you ask him a yes or no question he's probably gonna give you a yes or no uh, he's just that kind of guy, but I think he opens up differently when it's, when it's just you and Greg and you're shooting for Mark few show oh, 30 for sure. minutes, 45 minutes. How do you, how do you describe that, that Mark versus coach Mark media man? I don't think it's too, I don't think he strays away. I don't think he's two different people, um, to be honest with you, but I think there is that cooling off process after a game, whether it's a big win or a tough loss or a, close game or whatever it is um there's a cooling off part you know I mean it could be two hours after the game when we shoot or something but um so and and Greg's good at asking questions he always has been and he knows you know he knows Mark well enough and Mark will you know be a smart aleck back to him a lot um and I mean we've all gotten it I've gotten it plenty of times and we, I'd literally be getting post game for KHQ and ask one question and get punked by him, kind of get the one word answer and the scoff. And then he'd come up to the office where we're shooting the show afterwards and he'd 
gives and he's like, you got to come back stronger. You got to be stronger than that. <laughs> you know, come back with a, or it'll give me crap about the question. Like when I asked, uh, you've been there, but I asked once, I forget who they beat. And it was last year, the year before. And I, and I had to ask, it was when it was Perks last year, Josh Perkins, because that team, the grades came out and they had the best GPA of any team he's ever had. Huh. That, like at that end of yeah. that fall semester. And so I asked him about it and he just looks at me because it just came out. He's like, are we going to talk about Kim Kardashian next or something? <laughs> See, that's so, but that's so unfair because that's like a fair question for you to ask. And for the yeah, him, he goes at the end, it's a fair question. But it was like the third question. He's like, talk basketball. For the, I mean, I'm sure people can't understand, but you can't really until you're there because you're asking this question and it's not just you and him. That would obviously be intimidating, but it's you, him, and all of your peers, all yeah. of your, all of your competitors. Yeah. And so if you ask, I mean, no one's going to like look down on you if you get, if you get dunked on by few, cause it happens to everybody, but you feel like a tiny, tiny person, but no, yeah. but what you said is, you know, you just got to shake it off and ask a better question the next time. And he's not yeah. going to hold it against you. What I mean, and whatever, like you deserve it sometimes, you know what I mean? Totally. Um, that's why, I mean, like, I love when you get these, you know, I played basketball, but I didn't play at damn near that level. And, and like, when you get like an Alyssa Charleston, like asking like, man, she played, she understands the game and like, she's direct and really good at it. Like there is a skill to asking questions. It's easier with him one-on-one. If you were to set up a camera, mic him up and do it. I've had to do that plenty of times. It's way easier. That you know, you're shining a light right in his face, you're messing with your microphone, everything else, it gets nerve wracking. What's the longest you've had to wait? Because you shoot, uh, you shoot the few interview portions directly after games for the most part, right? As soon as we can, unless there's other obligations for him, you know. Have you ever have to, have you ever had a scheduled shoot after a loss where you've had to wait a, a very, very long time for him to come out? Um, not too long. I remember it being hard after the BYU game, after the to go 30, you know, the 16, 17. That was a bad one. But at the same time, like, I mean, you know, he's, he's pretty like, he's can be optimistic. Like he was actually cool after that, but it's a year walking on eggshells, you know, and he was way cool. He was cool about it. But, um, you know, sometimes just like, well, now we don't have to worry about the 30 no talk, you know, and you move on kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into uh, Jordan Kasky's top five zag moments he's ever caught on camera. Now, if for those of you who don't really fully appreciate what Jordan Kasky does, try sitting crisscross applesauce and put a, what, like a 35-pound weight on your shoulder? Yeah, something like that. A 35-pound a weight on your shoulder and, and have to focus on something. Like, you can't just sit there and be watching TV. You have to be, like, dialed into the basketball from 90 feet away. It's, it's, it's a skill, and he's as good as uh, anyone at it. So where we start, well, first of all, do you want to go 5 4 three, two, one? Do you want to do honorable mentions first? I want to do, like, honorable mentions because I don't really – and plus, trust me, I've screwed up plenty of – shots that well, I'll, I'll, like, i'm gonna get into that i want to get into the stuff that you yeah. kick yourself because you, you well it's usually it. a ref but <laughs> you know, um but no and and i haven't been there for some of these and and that's why i want to like some of the honorable mentions that and dude i i might not be saying the answers you think so like i i'm big i'm a big like after the game handshake guy like i love to see 
teams hand. I don't know why I do. Um, I love to see a good Tony or um, Randy Bennett blow by too. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but anyways, I don't know where you want to start, but um, there's some. Well, let's do, let's do, let's start with five, work our way down to three and two. When we get, before we reveal number one, we'll do honorable mentions. All right. And this uh, is, this is, these are moments you've captured. Yes. There's the funny thing is five would be hard. It's a toss up. There's like three of them. I was thinking of the Pangos game winner against Wazoo down at, down in Wazoo. That was just a crazy sequence. And, uh-huh. and I guess, you know, I haven't seen many outside of Moe's one at San Francisco and Rui had the one against UW, but I haven't seen a lot of buzzer beaters like at, like in person. So that was a big one because it was such a cool game and an awesome atmosphere and Olenek and Brock Modem yelling at each other the whole game. It was just a fun game. But but I would have to say, and this is random, but there was SMU at home. Um, remember when they came into town and, um, and Perk had this, because he was a freshman then, so it was Pangos last year, mm-hmm. and he just had that a sweet like no look over the top kind of to Sabonis and this was kind of everybody's seen Sabonis for the first time like yell and scream and everything and he dunked on somebody for an and one but it was just funny because of his reaction he was so pumped up and chest bumping everybody probably chest bumped like four people and you just see like Dran Guinness and all these people just laughing you know because of his reaction and how so that to me always stands out I love that highlight um and it wasn't like captured super great. I mean, it was captured fine. It was been focused and everything, but it's just one of those like it was that know. moment. It was his yeah. coming out party. Yeah. And the yeah. double reaction, the reaction yeah. from him. And then um the other one I would have to say is Zach Collins blocking Markel Fultz. I don't yep. know if you remember that. Yep. So and it's just like I had it in perfect slow-mo, and it was from the other baseline. So it was just like in perfect focus and everything, but it was the cleanest block you possibly ever imagined. But then Fuse reaction. It's funny because Rob's actually in the background sitting with the McCarthy's and I still just <laughs> Rob just laughing at Fuse reaction. But I was just looking at it today, but it was such a clean block. And then you see few literally, I mean, he's going nuts at the ref, but you could read his lips saying, admit you were wrong admit you were wrong and the ref finally he just nods and says i was wrong and then they like pat each other on the butt and then few is laughing about it afterwards it was just a but it was such a good block though transparency is all we need just give me transparency with refs after the fact yeah yeah but wait before you get into number three while i'm thinking of it yeah do you have do you have a least favorite ref a ref that consistently gets in your shots oh no not really um because i can't it's funny we bitch about it but you can't really yeah ref butt's gonna happen you're gonna i mean what are we gonna tell them like we're more important than yeah at a big game but no i didn't really because i've learned too to go to the far outside on the baseline get as far out by you own that spot you try go by the kennel club and and are you still are are you still there in that corner well we can't this year yeah right yeah um but that's where i usually go um that's those, how you avoid it. For those listening, the corner that is the Jordan Caskey corner is if you're watching on TV, you know, the kennel club is below you. Bottom right baseline corner is the Jordan Caskey corner. And have you ever had words to maybe someone who is new and doesn't understand the Zag Media rules? That that's uh, kind have of. I, WCC I have um, at the tournament. 
Because it gets – have you been down there? I don't know if you've been down there. In for, Vegas? Not it, not for work, no. Ooh, it's a, it's a get out and tape your business card like the minute if you get in. I'd get in usually on the Friday or whatever for the women's would always play at noon. I'd get that early flight in. I'd go and tape down a card because for the if Zags are playing BYU, you only got two areas to shoot from because of cheerleaders. So And they're squared off, and so you got all the – you know. Salt Lake media and everybody they're playing St. Mary's and people aren't coming from Moraga to shoot, yeah. you know? So it's, uh, it was always a zoo, but I, I got into it with a Gonzaga bulletin guy once, but yes, uh, a student. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It, <laughs> I was so mad because you're there busting your butt, you know, like doing, working around the clock, doing live shots at four 30 in the morning, everything. And then these guys are out partying all night and they show up like 10 minutes for the game and try to grab a spot. And you're like, no, did he put up a fight? No, it was because they put their car. They were there earlier than oh, us. Oh, got it. They had one on each side. So you had Gio Bolton on each side, and they had the best spots taped off. But they'd only – they'd half-ass shoot. Well, the Orleans Arena people ripped up all the cards before the championship games. And so I got there early enough, and there were none there. So I taped down me and Colin Mulvaney from the spokesman. Um, we taped down our cards, and then the guy showed up 10 minutes before the game, and – was pissed off. I was like, dude, I don't, it wasn't there. And yeah. he <laughs> it wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, he, like, I'm like, sorry, man. And then, but he got snooty with it and everything. I'm like, you know, after we, you know, KHQ, we'd been to every WCC tournament, no matter what it was for years. Yeah. It's like, no offense. I think our stuff's more important. Than that. that kid's got to learn, you know, yeah, hi- yeah. hierarchy is real. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. Number three, number three, gosh, another rant. Uh, actually, this is, this was hard not to put as one. Do you remember the Texas Southern? Okay, you can put every lob play from that year from Perks last year uh, with Brandon Clark and stuff like that. But the Texas Southern one where the outlet got thrown towards the GU bench and Josh is on a dead sprint and grabs it one foot and just shot puts it towards the rim and Clark comes out of nowhere and dunks it. Um, it was the best all you I've seen because of – how much speed Perk had to get it before it goes out of bounds. And he didn't even look and he just shot put it. Um, Is that going while, away, going away, while going you? out of bounds, going away from you or coming at you? No, going away from me. I was okay. on the other end. I was in yeah. my little corner, Yeah, but, um, but it was the, but I had it, I was shooting like with a different camera. So it was like 120 frames per second. So it was super slow, but the ball just drifted in there. It was perfect. Oop, like a foot away from the rim. You got to put these on a reel. You got to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, they've been on little highlight. I have a whole, I, I was looking today. I have like a whole random reel of, I wish Rob was on this because we shot, I, I'm changing the subject, but we were, I was so like impressed with like how good of a free throw shooter Rob was, you know, for a big guy in college. Yeah, yeah. So we shot like every free throw he shot, like not the f- second one to see if there's a rebound but we shot him and we saved him we shot him in different ways shot him in all in slow-mo i did a whole music montage a minute and a half of him just shooting free throws that's that that goes to show why jordan caskey is 10 times the shooter i ever was or ever will be because free throws for most people are the breaks yes shooting games it's it's time for you to check your phone it's time for you to stretch it's time for you to put that 35 pound camera down jordan caskey gets pumped to shoot free throws (laughs) Well, that, like, it's like, did a whole highlight reel of Shemek passes, you know, how good he was at that. <laughs> and, you're, you're just and, on a different level. No. Uh, okay, number two, the number two 
dag moment Caskey's ever shot? Um, and this was a toss up too. Um, yeah, my top two, I didn't really shoot in slow-mo. I might have to do that one as an honorable mention actually, but, uh, it was another lob to Rui. It was, what was it? Um, San Diego at home. I knew there was a bunch of them, but it was a perk lob to Rui, but it was like Brandon Clark was at half court for some reason. So I don't know if it was in transition and he threw it up and it was just a perfect clean dunk by Rui. But the way Brandon was is right when I turn, he just does this crazy like fist pump, let's go, but he turns faces back towards the camera kind of thing. I so think I've seen Rui I think I've seen right I've, into, and then just transitioned perfect right into frame. Yeah. It's just one of those type of things. Yeah. I think I've seen what you're talking about. Yeah. Because obviously these are the ones that, that play on the Mark Few show, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We'll put them in highlight reels and, yeah. um, that was an easy year to put together highlight reels. So <laughs> you couldn't, you had to shoot the full 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't miss anything. Okay. So we have five, four, three, two. Let's take a look at some honorable mentions before we get to one. Bef- yeah. I, I'm no Ira Browns. No, I didn't shoot. I didn't really shoot Ira's year. So I shot. Oh, oh okay. 10, Cause 9, 10 was your first year shooting. Okay. 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 Yeah. Honorable mentions. Gosh, there's so many good ones. Um, but is um dave soto do you know dave oh yeah diehard yeah, yeah kennel club I, that image i still love is he's just has his wrestling mask on he's the best you like kennel club fan i've ever come across obviously knew his stuff everything positive guy but he has wrestling mask on that he homemade the gonzaga one and he had that belt. Do you remember the, uh, he had the big like WWF type belt. I think and every Gonzaga fan can picture Soto. Yes. And the kennel club yeah. just, yeah. it's that slow-mo kennel clubs bouncing, bouncing. And he's just stoic standing there with the belt. <laughs> like John Cusack style, just holding it. But he's just in perfect slow-mo with like a mean look on his face. And it's just like, I, like he doesn't know the cameras on him, but it's just like one of those images I love. I love getting that. Beautiful. Uh, Guy Landry Eddie windmill against Southern Utah. I don't know if you remember that one. Guy Landry Eddie. Yeah, he Good Lord. Yeah. yeah, of course he was. A, his name's Guy. Any guy who's yep. named Guy Landry Eddie better be athletic. Yes. A windmill uh, versus that, Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds. Yes. He, uh, it was just a wide shot. Like he got a steal on a fast break, but I don't know. I mean, as far as dunkers go, he was pretty good, but he got up and he went and did a complete windmill. It was off two feet. It was nice. All right. Uh, but then we got spoiled by Brandon Clark. Um, Steve Gray, senior uh, senior night. This is a random. Uh, when he took off the uh, rubber band out of his hair and he and he was the guy dancing in the middle, just his dreads flowing like all in slow mo. It was just funny image. You guys have used that for a lo- you guys have used that for a lot of things. I have. I yeah, have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it's a great shot. Yeah, I actually produced for Gonzaga, but it was Steve's senior night video because he was the only senior that year that they'd show at the banquet. And I worked my ass off on that thing and I had so much fun with it, did all the interviews with the players. And then I guess they had technical difficulties that didn't even show at the thing. So it was like a 20-minute video of just – we had a whole segment of Rob and him being like, you know, best buddies. and. God damn it. Yeah. Were, you, were you at the banquet? No, I okay. just heard about it because I saw Steve like – a little bit later, I was like, I had to play. And he goes, oh, they had difficulties that didn't run. Oh, and that's classic Steve. Steve would be like, oh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was even there. 
Um, Mike Hart, back-to-back offensive rebounds. Do you remember that? Against Santa Clara. I know this sounds – but it's the only standing ovation I've ever seen for a, an offensive – we just played it on the Mark Fuchsia last week as our flashback. But he – you know, Santa Clara played him tough down there. And then this game, like, I forget who misses. Hart goes in there, grabs a rebound, kicks it back out. Fans are cheering. And Panga or Bell shoots a three, and then Hart just comes out of nowhere and snags another rebound, and then the, there's a dead ball or something, and the whole place stood up. And he hit, like, two threes that game. They won by, I think, like, 30-something that game. But everyone talked about Mike Hart after. <laughs> like, five offensive rebounds. It was – I mean, it was just a cool moment, I thought. 2013? Yeah, just an organic yeah. moment where everyone, everyone just decided, hey, we're getting up for this right now. Yeah, and it's just yeah, like a lot guys, right? Uh, I think that was also the year where we played – that was one of the first years we had to play in a quarterfinal for the WCC, and David Stockton beat them on a coast-to-coast. Oh, that was – Different year? That was a different year because that was still one of those kind of bubble-ish years that if you lose in the quarterfinals, like, do they get in? That was like – that. That was a year. Oh, well, that, that was 13-14. It was 13-14 because it was then we got Oklahoma 14-15 State. is when they went to the Elite Eight, right? 14-15? 14-15 was Elite Eight. Yeah, the year so before. The year before that because after Olenek was gone. Yeah, um, and we got smacked by Arizona and San Diego. Because, yeah, but they always – that 13, they struggled. They were down, I think, two to LMU at halftime or something. Anthony Ireland. Yes. <laughs> I know it's it's so nerdy, but you know what? It's a niche audience. So th- if you're no, listening to this right I, now, you're also a nerd. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that game because I remember afterwards, like trying to get a soundbite or the game before when LMU won to play Gonzaga. I was trying to get a soundbite from Max Good, their coach, mm-hmm. sitting out, in a, and then Gary Payton came up to Max Good because he was an LMU season ticket holder. And so they're just sitting there talking. I'm right there. I'm like, man, he's the one athlete. Like, because I grew up. Sonic diehard Sonic fan. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's the one time in the media you want to be that guy and be like, can I get a picture? But I never did. But I know you can't. I know. And you were, yeah, you would have regretted it. You may have, you would have gotten a picture, but then you would have been like, you would have cringed afterwards thinking about it. You're like, how was I that guy? Yeah. Can't be that guy. All right. Are we ready for the best moment Jordan Kasky has ever captured on this? This is so random. Too, but I thought a lot about this. Wait a minute! Uh, wait a minute! the The Jalen Suggs play is not on the list, dude. I okay. Here's the thing about that. I thought that play is so cool. For those of you who haven't seen it, go see it again. It's got two million views. You can see like the decision when he's gonna go for it, and he brings his left hand up to kind of get the spin on the ball or just to get the ball ready. And then right. you see the the degree of which the ball bounces off the court and goes right into Dominic's it hands. Was, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an awesome, awesome play. Uh, needed needed to make the layup? I don't, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, and I was, you know, I remember, I remember as it happened, you're like, oh, that would have been a sweet highlight. But still, I'm glad I still followed Suggs because I didn't even know that what he was doing when he was – I thought he dropped something when he was picking up the dimes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yai, like, saying you, you missed one. Yeah, the reaction shot is all time. But I never – dude, I, the only reason I posted it is in response to Alyssa mm-hmm. saying, yeah, you know, oh, he did this afterwards. I was like, oh, he did, and I happened to have it. This is like two days after the game or a day and a half afterwards. Um, so, I mean, it was awesome, but um, – I don't. I mean, I guess it's up. There. Okay, maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment. 
that's and maybe maybe a year from now it would be but like yeah. um i don't know i i think and this one i didn't capture it the number one thing i didn't capture it the best but i still like it's kind of the again the reaction and it's kind of a whole sequence of things but um 2016 wcc tournament so 15 16 so that's the year hbo year mm-hmm. you know shemek's her um you really don't know if they're going to the tournament yeah um so it was like a they have to win this thing kind of thing it like, was it was it was domas and wiltshire were our whole team yep yeah and but do you i still loved perkins and mcclellan post-game interviews because they always guarantee they're still gonna win mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know they said it on senior night but is when so mcclellan has that breakaway dunk to seal it and like brent musburger's call about you know go dancing my friends uh-huh. um so he gets the dunk it's kind of over and then with however many seconds left they start subbing out but Zooming in on because all the fans are going nuts, everything, but I'm just zoomed in the whole time on few because you could just see him welling up and you could see like literally tears in his eyes. And it was kind of a, it was a cool moment because it just like that depicted the entire season. But uh, the kick, and then when they start subbing out, like the reaction, like McClellan's hugging him, McClellan's just bawling. Um, Domus is all hyped up and Tommy's running up and down the sideline with his shirt untucked, um, which was awesome. But the kicker, the icing on the cake is getting the handshakes. So you get them celebrating and everyone stays with them. I'm like, you got to get the handshake. The fuse going through the line. And that was a good St. Mary's team. But oh, yeah. and you, you got to respect them. Like mm-hmm. Ro- Rohan. Yeah. Rahan, Rohan. And the other guy with the really punchable face, the, um, <laughs> the other guard, but really nice guys. You could tell. But they're shaking hands and Fuse telling everyone, do not worry, you're in. You're in the tournament. And it's like, I can hear it. It's in the audio. You're in. You're in. Do not worry about it. You're like to Ro- Rohan, like really selling. And then they didn't get in. Yeah, of course not. Of course Anyways, not. Constantly. I don't know why. Like that because – and then, I mean, even after that, then they were like – which was kind of cheesy. But then Few and Tommy are hugging the HBO producer because they're like, you got good TV now. That was okay, – that okay. So I think every Zag fan was freaking out because – you know, hey, great, we're going to be on HBO. That's awesome. And then as the season's playing out, we're like, oh, my God, we're going to miss the tournament for the first time in, what, 15, 16 years? Yeah. And it's all going to be on HBO. Turns out it was the best possible yeah. TV they could, have, they could have hoped for. I remember Josh Perkins, like, going over and hugging his dad, like, on the side, like, that emotion. And it was just, I don't know, it was a cool, like, okay, that team had to grind it out. It would probably be like, and I wasn't there, but I know people that were, but, like, you know, the Ravio year where Ravio had to will them through the tournament. Yeah, it was my freshman year. Yeah, it was yeah, Portland. I mean, that was – that's another one of those years that could have went one way mm-hmm. or the other. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's just fun. But, you know, they're just kids playing basketball. Just kids playing basketball, but we invest so much into it. I don't know why, but I love it. And, uh, no, you know, no, it's great. <laughs> they hardly ever let us down. So, uh, Jordan Kasky, where do people go to find more Jordan Kasky work? How do they support uh, you? I need to post stuff uh, for Gonzaga. Uh, no, well, like, what are you, what are you doing now? Uh, I have my own little production company, a video production. I um, I need to change the name of it, but it's JC Media. Okay. Um, so I've just got enough freelance work off side, especially with like COVID. I get a you know I can work from home a lot of times. Yeah. So um, do a little bit of everything. You don't need to know about it all, but I I'm blessed that KHQ and SWX. I mean, I, I give them all the credit for all this stuff. Cause they've always given me this, this, 
you know, go out and just produce what you want. You know, we yeah. have this channel for you to produce, you know, do kind of whatever you want in a sense sports wise. So um, they've been so awesome about it and, and grateful that they brought me back in to do this. You know, they're like, Hey, we'll hire you back out to do the few shows. So, cause originally it was like, Hey, we want you to do the first one. So we could set a template up and then we'll figure out who shoots it and produces it. And it's been the same way ever since now it's just me. Excellent stuff. Two questions. And they're probably the two yeah. most important questions I'll ask you all day. Okay. It's well established that the Gonzaga media food is up there with the greatest media food on the West coast. Easy. What is your favorite during normal times, your favorite Gonzaga game day meal? Ooh, it's not when Oliver Pierce would have them. What did he have? Like donuts and chili or something weird like well, that. Okay. Yeah. So, but donuts and chili is like this standard media food elsewhere. Gonzaga right, goes, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do they even have media food elsewhere? I don't well, remember. I mean, Wazoo's yeah. got like the hot dogs and stuff. And- oh yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Then, um, they have they'd have pizza for basketball, but all the students would eat them before you get there. Yeah, they'd have pizza um, for the Shockers or the Empire, or whatever. They've, I mean, yeah. they've got some BS, whatever. But oh my gosh, man, Mike Schroeder does such an awesome job there at Gonzaga. That is a good one. I love their uh, egg rolls. I think that was leftovers from the hair club, though. I think you get the half leftovers. Yeah, hair club. Hair club doesn't screw around. Hair club's so bad. That was that's up there. When they do the like Thanksgiving type feast, all of a sudden they just have turkey gravy. That was good too. Yeah. 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 All right. Excellent stuff. Finally, uh, we're we're big on rivalries on this show. Okay. And uh, it's come to our attention there may be a rivalry between you and the backup public address announcer for the Gonzaga Bulldogs, Sean Widmer. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm just a smart ass on Twitter. I'm. I need to get off of it. I stopped. No. Yeah. No, I, I, I. I say we. I say we build it up. I say no, he's, he's, he's always been nice to me and kind to me. We used to always talk, and I. I piped in a few times and I was wrong at first, but then I was like, he know. probably, he, he probably said a couple wrong things. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, he was defending, uh, people he probably worked with and I was defending how I felt along well, you, with others probably. Yeah. You guys are both dads now. So yeah. you guys both have dad strength. What do you say? We settle this the old fashioned way. <laughs> what do you mean? Arm wrestling. <laughs> Arm wrestling? Rasslin, maybe what if I surprised you and had him on? Oh, I wish you had said something really damning because then that would have been fun. No, I have It's been old. Yeah. He's a good guy. God damn it, Jordan. That's not what I, I want to hear. But I, you know, I need to <laughs> He's Jordan Kasky. Again, it's no joke. He really is uh, the best at what he does. So if you don't know his name, you should know him now. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Oh, thanks, man. And is your back okay? Hey, look at this guy. Yeah, back's fine. I just had surgery number three. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm up straight. I got all the I got all the good drugs. You want some? Let me know. We'll talk off air. <laughs> all right, Jordan. Thanks for your time, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. From the corner, and it's over. Gonzaga, the slipper still fits. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.